What's up, world? It's your boy Wes. And it's your boy Mosby. Coming at you with that locker room talk and the shorts on the sports. Where we keeping you locked in on the scores, but on the inside, it's a whole lot more. Because what's said inside the locker room stays inside the locker room. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Locker Room. Wes, we're back. We are back. And uh, for those joining in, make sure you close that door behind you because this is the only place where you get that locker room talk and the shorts on the sports. I am your boy Steve Mose, and I'm here with my boy Wes. 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 All right, in the building. <laughs> Before we get started, quarantine, quarantine. quarantine. Uh, how, how have you been, Wes? How's life been? Not too bad, brother. Not too bad. Not too bad, brother. A little up and down with a few things, but hopefully this quarantine calls it an end here soon. Right. But I doubt it. I'm gonna keep it completely honest with you. I don't think it's going going to end here soon. I don't even think things gonna open up the way they say, but. Take it one day at a time. I Facts. guess that's all we can do. Factuals. I mean, there is a little bright side, my G. They, the governor did come out and say that he is hopeful that at least Ohio, Ohio, would perhaps be on, uh, be coming out of the lockdown soon um, if we continue to show signs of relief. See, I, I, I want to believe it, but I. I, I had to be to throw the wrench out there, but sadly, they did say yesterday we had a thousand plus cases in one day. Um, well, it's probably from exactly. the people that was in downtown Cincinnati. <laughs> probably just, probably just now got it. At least we ain't like Florida. Florida yeah, opened up right. the beaches they, yesterday. They and go, they, they gonna be, <laughs> they gonna be locked so, down for a year and a half. Florida, you guys little them boys off, man. <laughs> down tripping. They bugging, bro. But, but I, I, I am, uh, I am hopeful. I know you're not as hopeful, but I'm hopeful, but it's just saying. It ain't looking the way it is, but we still ain't doing bad. We not, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. And so for the rest of you guys out there, I hope you all have been in, able to enjoy this quarantine. I, I know it's madness, and I know you can be losing your mind during this time, but I do hope that you are finding something that you enjoy, um, because at, at some point this will go away, and by the time this stuff is up, hopefully you have a new hobby that you're interested in that you can do outside of your, your day-to-day. So... Um, we're, we, we have a special, uh, episode today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, one being, obviously, the March Madness, uh, it's not, it's not happening, but... <laughs> not at all. Numbers came out about how much they lost, um... Really? Yeah, it was, it was a, it was an astronomical. I already number. know. It was Easily. like in the billions. Ooh. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was bad. It was bad. But, um... We also want to have a real talk segment today in regards to the black man. Afro-Americans. And that one is going to be interesting, so please stay tuned for that. Please stay stay tuned. tuned. We're going to wake some people up with that one. Right. Um, So, breaking news. Uh, We we always got to give you guys the the shorts on the sports. Mm -hmm. Top recruit from California. Jalen Green. Green, uh, He had made his announcement on if he was going to either college or elsewhere, um, and he made the decision that he was going to the G League. Am I surprised? No. Not Me neither. 
not at me all. Me neither. Is the coaches shook? You damn right, brother. Number one recruit at that. Number one in the all, number one the recruit. Number one prospect in all of who chose to go over. Like I said, I think his top three was Auburn, Duke, and UK. I believe yeah. that's what it was. I, I definitely know Auburn was because I know a lot of people that I know from like, in that area, they were really rooting for him to come. Yeah. Because they had got another yep. top 10 recruit. And so he was going to be the icing on the cake. And, and, you know, he made that decision. I'm not mad at all for that young man. I'm not mad at him not either. At um, and based on, like, the package that he got, I was like, it didn't even make sense for him to go to college. Like, there, one, he's getting a 50000 or not 50000 $500,000 salary oh. to go there. Not to mention, oh. they're paying for his college. Oh, yeah, if he wants to go back. I, if, I was like, so you're getting paid crazy money, something you wouldn't have gotten if you would have went to college. Mm-hmm. And then you get the option to go get your degree once you, once you so choose. Mm. So I'm like, it didn't even make sense, bro. And you get to stay in the states. Like, it's not like he had to do a, a yeah, go all the way across. Yeah, the it's not like, like he that. had to go cross country or anything like that. He get to stay in the United States, mm-hmm. get to travel just like anybody else, back yes, to his home, back to his family, and then he get to still pursue his college dreams if he so chooses. It makes uh, shout out one shout out to the NBA for having this for prospects. I, I do, like it. I do. I love the fact that that's even like an option. It. I love that. Um, but this is the biggest p- reason why I wanted to have this this conversation is because what does this mean for NCAA? NCAA. Um, and the, the the first question I, I wanted to ask you, yes, sir, is that you know you weren't surprised. I wasn't surprised either. No, because uh, this is the second time. But is this going to be the new norm, especially for top recruits, not just for 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 aspiring co- collegiate players, but for just for basketball players in general, is this going to be the new norm for top recruits? I mean, he kind of set the bar. I mean, you can't really say no; it won't be the norm. I mean, it take all it take is one, and like I say, he's the number one recruit, like yeah. the number one prospect. This yep. isn't someone down that top three hundred list that's number fifty seven or something like that. This is your number one guy who chose a top school in Duke and UK, you know, over for this. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I believe it will, but. Also, I think that NCAA going to start to take heed into it as a, all right, I think we're going to have to find some type of compensation for these kids because Correct. They, they, everybody needs some money somehow. Correct. And we know how the NCAA roll. They're going to get their money. Yep. But I think they're going to start to find a way to compensate for these kids to hopefully make it out there. Yeah. You know, to pay it off because, you know, they deserve it. Correct. I mean, they giving you, I mean, it's like I said, it don't make no sense for no coach to be pulling in a seven-year Ten point five million contract and your kid only getting a uh, you know a little stipend for three hundred I mean three thousand for the whole year three thousand for the month when he got to pay for you know his family and stuff like that so I think it should go it should turn into that I think it will and I think they're gonna find a way to compensate them I said you mean in the NCAA in, in NCAA I think it will become the norm but also I think the NCAA is gonna find a way I don't know how you know there's so many different plans but you gotta fluctuate to D2 and D3 yeah. but you know, I ain't gonna get it on it but I think it right now it's gonna start turning to the norm because he set that bar yeah he set the bar for him I'm with you I I, I completely believe this is going to be the new norm uh, especially if the NCAA has nothing to match this um, at least for like I said at least for top recruits I believe this is gonna be the new norm because one what what does the NCAA have to offer at this point 
for for collegiate players outside of one it, it was used to be the recognition mm-hmm. but now these kids are starting to get recognition in high school mm-hmm. so high school co- right treated like college right college being treated like pro and especially for for basketball where kids that excel in high school mm-hmm. have the option to go straight to the pros I mean, what 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 does college have to offer? Not to mention, you already have the one and done rule. So even if a UK or a Duke would have gotten him anyway, the likelihood of him staying was, right, the likelihood of him staying for four years or even two years at mm-hmm. that would have been very small, very small. So I I, per, I I do think this is going to be the new norm. And like I said, shout out to the NBA because this is setting a precedent. For the NCAA to finally do something about how they're treating human capital, yeah, it's, it's straight up. Like you're not about to keep having these kids have these messed up. I'm, I'm not gonna say messed up schedules because that's it, that's what it takes to be great. But they're they're compromising their lifestyle mm. to make sure that they're bringing in the amount of money that they're bringing in for your program. Which, by the way, it pays. I, I do understand because that pays for like people's scholarships and yeah. things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I get that. But the fact that these kids don't get anything out of that, not even endorsements, nothing, that's foul. And, and, you're, and you're not about to keep making these kids sacrifice that for the sake of your program. So, shout out to the NBA for that. Shout out I, to I, 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 I personally hope that this guy has a phenomenal career uh, because, like you said, he, he set the bar. Yeah, he set the bar. Uh, it used to be kids, they, they were going overseas. To be, play for exactly. but they the never ball. exactly, the ball but nobody's ever stayed inside to to uh, play for the NBA in the G League in hopes yeah. of playing professionally. So shout out to him. Uh, I'm, um, I'm it. Next question I did have though mm-hmm. to, to keep on pace with time was, do you think in, in relation to the question I just asked, do you think this is going to make college basketball irrelevant? Or how much longer do you think college basketball will be relevant? I guess is a better question. I think it'll still stay relevant as a point because there's so many. It's, it's way different than like football or you know and baseball or something like, like basketball is so universally out there that you know not everybody has the luxury to be the number one guy. Most of the time, yeah, that's people true. that are at the that's bottom true. are some of your best players. That's just what it is. So I don't think it's gonna become irrelevant. Like I said. I I think they're going to find a way, a model, a way to help compensate money for these kids. Okay. Like, like I said, that goes back to what I was just saying. They're going to find a way because, you know, March Madness is where you get to see some of them under the ground people really take off and get to do this and that. Like, yeah. Like, it, yeah. it's a huge thing in the world where I don't yep. think they're not going to let it go away. And I think kids are still going to go through college because everybody know what it is. Okay. Like, everybody knows they need to, that college education. Everybody's blessed to be, all right, I'm going to be a top first or second round pick. You know, I don't have a, a luxury of having seven rounds like the NFL. You know, I you know I know I need to get paid, but you know sometimes I gotta go through this route. Like I don't think it's ever gonna go away like that or just vanish just like that. You know, just because the numbers one through fifty recruits that say, "Oh, we're going to the NBL." Well, what about the rest thousand right. plus kids? Right. And like I said, it's over yeah uh, like two hundred thousand colleges across the world that. Offer it that we get to get into the NCAA, you know, some of these small D1 AA schools and you know, the lower D1 schools that do good in their conference, we just don't know about them. You know, so I don't think it's gonna go away just off of that purpose. I don't, I don't think it is. It's too much of that lower school people that really need it. You know, the Steph Curry's, we yeah. stay those four years and really dominate, you yeah. know, 
they kind of get it and stuff like that. So I don't think it's ever gonna go away like that. John Morant was a good example. Fair. You know, they they need fair. those first two two or three years just to get rolling and stuff like that. Because everybody's just not an early bloomer. That's true. You know, because sometimes those people that go to the NBL might stay there longer. Like you know, they might have to they might have to stay. They might get out of there and they go straight to the G League because they might not have developed. So you know, people might see that and know, like, damn, if he need that, I'm gonna need to yeah. stay in college a little bit longer because I ain't fully there yet. That's fair. Yeah. That's, That's fair. just how I might think. You never know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they find a way to where they even they come up with an even lower league to get like you know mid major people trying to get into. You mean college or? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe like I'm talking about the NBA. So maybe they already put another league underneath, kind of how baseball is. You got one A, two A, three A. Maybe they come with something like that for who? To where you know you got something different. Because that's yeah. why. Yeah, that's why I'm saying. That's why hey. baseball players can come right out of high school. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Can come right out of high school, you can get paid. What five hundred, six hundred thousand right in single A, and then double A. So I don't know. It's it'd be interesting to see how the NBA do it. I, I am I am also interested to see how they're doing. I personally, personally, I don't think college basketball is going to be relevant much longer, with a stipulation. If if one top recruits take this man's route, Jalen Green's route, mm-hmm. and say, listen. It's better just for me to go straight to the G League, see if I can make something happen out of there. Mm-hmm. But also if the one and done rule is still in place. Because you're not getting kids for for long in college programs yeah. with the one and done rule. So you're not going to get much production out of them. And so the longer that they have the one and done rule in place, the more difficult it's going to be for you to keep... I'm not. I'm not saying like the programs are going to be non-existent. I'm not saying that, but I am saying like in terms of the cachet that that the NCAA brings, and especially like for March Madness, where you're expecting these top recruits to put on a show for you. Well, that's going to be hard when the top recruits ain't going there no more. True. And you're just going to have to play with some people that are, you know, not necessarily, they probably are like walk-ons or something, or not on there as big of a scholarship. You know what I mean? So, I mean. If they if they do find a way to combat this somehow, no, I don't think that you know college basketball will experience a drop of any you know in any sense in that regard. But if they don't, and kids continue to follow this route, mm-hmm. and they have the option of one and done, I mean that's that's gonna be hard to combat, bro. Mm. Because now it seems like the, like I said before. It seems like the NCAA has nothing to offer you except for brand recognition, which kids don't care about. They're their own brand oh, at this point. Trying to get some money. You know what I mean? So trying to get some money. it's going to be interesting to see how this thing yeah, pans out over the fool. years. Um, but yeah, the, the college basketball is going to have some work to do. Now, do you think? Well, and this will be a topic for another day. Now, do you think that one and done, or even this NBL league, might water down the NBA? This is something to think about. Cause you, you know, do I think that they're going? It'll water down the NBA because they're not getting the full fundamentals. They just kind of gonna be just kind of playing. Cause if he goes there, more like he's gonna be the guy, right? And it's kind of like he almost still yeah he great playing against the people that are a little bit older, but he's still gonna be playing like that high school kind of ball where it's gonna be running through him. Is he gonna get the real fundamentals to what it takes to when he get to the NBA? Do you think as these kids keep doing that, then it's gonna water down the league a little bit? Where we're not gonna be seeing true fundamental skill of the basketball of basketball being played but rather just kids is doing ISO those type of things that okay that's, that's, like, that's, that's just something to think about and no, we we have a, we have enough time um 
I, I mean, the, the next question I had was really more related to LeVar Ball um, and kind of how he's probably affected this a little bit. But yeah. in, in a short answer to that, I, I, I get where you're coming from, and I, I do see how that could potentially affect yeah. the league. Um, but so long that they have the G League where these kids can be in there. I don't know what their contract is, but per se, if let's say he has to fulfill a contract for, I don't know, three years or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how those contracts work. But if he does have to fulfill a contract, I personally think it's better. And the reason why I say it's better is because, one, he, has the, he had the option of going to a powerhouse school, right? Yeah. He had the option of doing that. But, and, and granted, I, I do believe if you go to a Duke or a UK, you learn from a coach that knows how to properly develop kids for the league. Yeah. I, do, I do agree with that. But I, what I'm thinking personally is for people that may not be in his position that still feel like going straight pro is more of a better option, I think the G League is the perfect pipeline. Because you get the pro athlete side of it, you get to understand how to be a professional straight out, mm-hmm. not without having to be, you know, affected by the college life okay. and how that can affect uh, an athlete. Because we had a topic about that, yeah. and then on top of that, you get to learn straight from professionals. You get to learn from professional coaches. You get professional mentors. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you get professional speed mm-hmm. uh, because. You know, some colleges don't run the same speed no, as the NBA. You. So he gets to automatically understand how it feels to be in the NBA. And I think, like I said, I think that's personally better. But, I mean, that is a topic for another time. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I, like I personally do think that, you know, that it's more beneficial than potentially college programs. No, depending on where he goes to. Right. Right. Okay. Um, okay. But, yeah, we definitely yeah, we'll, we'll, say, we'll definitely say that. Because we'll that is a great question. Um, but the other question I had is do we owe Mr. LeVar Ball an apology? LB. I never had a problem with what he was doing in the first place. Okay. He was trying to find ways to get his kids. First of all, he was being a good marketer. And one just being a proud dad. He was just being a a proud dad and being proud of his kids and being confident in his kids. Excellent marketer. He just do it a little different than the norm people. Yeah. He's just outspoken. When you outspoken, that that alarms people to be like, "Oh, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you just what's wrong with you?" But when you overconfident, that just make you sound like, "Yeah, bro, something wrong with you." He was <laughs> overconfident. He was just very confident in his kids. Yeah, you know, you know, and it's not As like his kids never really had the success. You know, we knew we knew what Lonzo was in college. Lonzo was that guy. We know we know what Lamelo is. Lamelo definitely, in my opinion, guy. is the best out of all of them. Yeah. But you know, still, you got to be proud of your kids, and that's what he is. And he knew what it was. He, he, he did. What, he knew what his kids needed to get paid. He did. You know, he was just being loud about it. And doing, so like I said, some things he said it a little bit wrong. And you say something wrong, people take it like that. That's what media does. Right. They take it like right. that and they spin it a little bit. Oh, here goes this guy speaking like this and that, talking crazy. But as a whole, right now, the world needs to start second guessing what, you know, coming at LeVar and realize, yeah. like, man, a lot of kids taking that route. They thought he was stupid for coming up with his own league. And now look at him. <laughs> So yes, the world need to owe him an apology right now, <laughs> or take heed to what this man's saying. Hey, clearly he's not an idiot. It did not. He's and not far from it. I said, boy, that that guy was ahead of the curve, boy. Well ahead. I'm like, I, I'll be honest with you, man, because I was one of the ones that was. I ain't gonna say I was bashing him, but I was like, man, I thought he was taking a little bit over the top because I thought 
the recognition he was getting yeah. was making him make some of the decisions that he was making on behalf of his kids. Um, and I and, and clearly he had a long ball game, no pun intended. He he was thinking, you know, well ahead about his child's development yeah. and what he wanted for his kid. And I I missed the ball. I know you may not ever listen to this podcast, but if you, you go do, listen to it, <laughs> if you do, I owe you a huge apology. <laughs> I I will be open and honest. I thought you was you was way over your head. I thought you was taking advantage of the limelight, but. You have clearly set a precedent that is going to essentially be the model. Shout out to him. Shout man. out to you because that was brilliant, that my third G. Third eye sees it. That all. was brilliant. That but third eye. but I have an additional question to that uh-huh. because I I feel like this is fair to ask: is should aspiring athletes at this point? And I know this may sound a little bit repetitive, but the reason why I ask this is very important because, like I said, this does seem like this is going to be the new norm. And with that being said, should aspiring athletes, especially NBA uh, athletes, should they be looking for alternative routes to the pros to avoid being in the NCAA pipeline? I guess it's all about breaking down your situation. That's the number one thing. See what your situation that is in life before True. you, you want to do it. Because like I said, everybody's situation different. Like, you know, don't just jump into it because you saw... Jalen Green will do it like everybody's situation is different. Right, like, dog, right on. You know? And I don't know if you know. Seems like everybody doesn't get. I'm, I don't know. You know the pay rate. He said he got five hundred thousand coming out of yeah. it. You know, maybe that's just how much he gets. Because that's true. That's very possible. true. That's very true. Very true. A guy that's you know not even on the top three hundred list, but yeah, he getting looked at by like you know Coastal Carolina these lower D ones. And be like, oh, I want to go, but then you only gonna get, you know, probably twenty thousand. Yeah. You seem like that's a lot, but it's like, nah, not really. When you know, at least you can go to school for free. You know, you, that's you, true. Granted, you only making twenty thousand, but it's like, no. But like I said, I don't know how that's gonna pay out. You know, like I said, breaking down only do it if you know your situation. If your situation like you really need to do it, go do it. You know, if you look like you know you ain't in that right spot to like, man, I don't think I'm ready yet. You know, I don't think I'm there too much. You know, I don't think people get really gonna get to know me yet. You know, if college gonna be that thing, put your brand, go out there. Okay, okay. Like, figure out your situation before you want to do it. I say that. That's get, before you jump into it. Just figure out your situation. That's wise counsel. Like, figure out your situation. That's very wise counsel, brother. I, I mean, I I don't really have much of a position on this i really wanted to ask you because you know like as you guys know west is the college athlete as well as lou who should be on right now but he's playing timekeeper today he's just listening. Say, say what up real quick Lou, bro. <laughs> but um a little drunk but i i asked that because the key word i had put in there was aspiring athletes that seek the pros yeah and like I said, if that is the ultimate goal, goal to be a pro athlete, the situation is going to be much different. Like yeah. you know, for for people that are using sports as a as a as a channel or avenue to just get to college, and then once they get to college, they want to pave their own career, mm-hmm. and w- whether they want to be a doctor or a marketer or whatever, yeah. that's one thing. But if you're literally going to college. To further develop your your trajectory or your journey to the NBA, it's that's gonna be a little different now, um, especially with the with this G League stuff. I just I personally thought that like, listen, man, if if that's what they're offering at, at for these kids, especially these top recruits, I'm like, bro, I mean, 
I mean, I'm like, I, I personally, and, and this may be my ignorant way of thinking. I'm like, heck yeah, I'm not about to subject myself to the to the league no, or you. to you. NCAA, and they have nothing to offer me. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but like I said, I wanted to get your take on because you you have been in that position of a college athlete, so I wonder yeah. if that that hit you a little different. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, what college athlete would want to get paid when you see how much, you know, when they break down how much y'all bringing in or this and that? Yeah. You know, it do get to it gets to you and everything. Because, like, damn, man, I want to at least make a little bit of money. And it'll be pretty dope because it gets in the mindset of how to feel to have a job when we're getting ready to do yeah. this and that. Or, you know, if we do want to be like, you know, getting to that pro level, how does it feel, you know? And maybe it might motivate some to be a little bit more, you know? Yeah. But... You know, the sad truth of reality is, is you know, you got to know who bringing in the money. You got to know how your right. school is, you know. Right. Like I said, if I played it like a Clemson or Alabama, I might, mentally, I might think of, yeah, I'd probably get a little pissed off or this and that. Or if I knew my situation and knew that, you know, you know, I've committed to y'all and I'm yeah. doing all this. I'm being away from my family, you know. I know there's going to be some way I can help me out. Yeah. They're just sitting in my back of my head like, man, I know y'all can give me something. You know, I know it ain't the right thing to do, but. You know, it's, it's probably sitting in the back of your head. You probably yeah. be asking coach, like, can you at least throw my family at least five hundred, yeah. at least, or something like that, or give me enough to where I can give it to them, or something. Is like that, that is that legal now? What to give? Because like, I thought someone had gotten in trouble for that recently. Yeah, no, you can't give your family money. You oh, okay, that. okay. That's what. Um, Chase well, they Young. better make Chase, it legal. Cause. Chase Young got in trouble for that. Oh, that's right. That's right. Chase that's Young. right. Chase Young got in trouble for that, which. Those type of things get a little, because what it was, was he gave his girlfriend a part of his stipend to fly out there, with like to fly out to his bowl game. To his bowl game. To his bowl game. That's where I get a little dicey with NCAA. Like, I think they need to tweak some things right there. Like, if it's girlfriends and family and stuff. It's foul, bro. That's, that's all right. Like, if, if you're saying, like, one of my cousins that I'm really close with wanting to come, but, you know, I ain't have, they ain't yeah. have a way. Yeah. Here, bro. I'm going to give you a little bit more money to come out here so you can, you know. And after that, I take care of the rest. That's where I get. The, that's where the NCAA throw me off with that one. But uh, oh, they got they have so much work to do, man. It's ridiculous. They got so it's much work to do. Right here. It, it is. It right is. Here. It is. And I'm glad they're finally being held accountable yeah. because people were getting sick of this. I mean, they were on the news. I mean, it felt like every other week for doing some type of BS. foolery to athletes that made no sense. Like it made no sense, but. But gotta get their money. Yeah, they gotta get their money. But anyway, um, this we we're about to transition um, into our halftime segment. This is new. This is new for our Some listeners for out there. Folks. Just a quick word of uh, of encouragement or motivation. Um, so please stay around to for for this encouraging word. Peace. All right. Um, halftime. 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 <laughs> this is a just a small segment um, for the fans out there that are listening, our audience members. We obviously understand that these are unprecedented times. Um, nobody could have predicted this situation for anybody, um, and we understand that. We're trying to get through this with you guys just like anybody else. Um, and like I said, our job here is to try to give you guys something to, to one – be proud about and then two just have some fun with um and so this is the halftime speech segment 
um, that we're probably going to be incorporating for future episodes because uh, we, we know that people need encouragement every day. Yes. Um, so uh, I, for, for me, I, I do want to say for anybody out there, especially right now, who may be going through a rough patch with either whether it be finances because people are getting laid off or whatever your circumstance may be during this time, uh, just keep your head up. Um, and I know that that may sound cliche, but the reason why I say that is because uh, right now, you know, you've never experienced this before. You don't know what the worst feels like because you never felt what worst feels like in this situation. It is what it is. Life gonna, is going to keep going on. So long that you're awake and so long that you're breathing, you're going to make it through. Period. It's that's it is what it is on that. Um, but you have to make sure that you keep your head up uh, because once you're out of this, you don't want to make sure you you don't want to be behind the eight ball in terms of your motivation and your lack of drive uh, to go and get what you need to get for you to provide for you and your family. Um, and so always make sure that you're staying hungry during this time. Stay curious. Um, like if stay continue to learn. Please continue to learn. Uh, you have nothing but time and opportunity to work on your self development. You you have nothing but time to work on your mental. So please take that time to do that. And I promise you, when you come out on the other side of this, you will be so much more proud of yourself because of the fact that you've taken the time to work on you. We get so distracted nowadays because we're always working or we're always trying to look for the next endeavor. We got entertainment galore. We always got some type of distraction. But now you don't have any of that. You may have entertainment, but that's about it. So continue to work on yourself. I promise you, you will get through this and you will be better for it. So that is my word of encouragement. Sheesh. My brother West, you got anything for the people? Sheesh, I got to go off on that. Wow. Now that was great. Uh, I guess my number one thing I can say is if y'all are going to be on social media or, or this and that, stop always trying to look for what's going on wrong during all of this. You know, oh, thank you. A lot of people, I know we scared and that's the thing. When you get scared, you start to look for what's wrong or what's going on yeah. because it ain't normal to what's, and it, this isn't normal to us. So you got to find out why exactly this is happening. Understand that sometimes life is going to do these things and life is going to just have moments where we just don't understand things or you can't be right. searching for the answer because yes, sometimes we're going to turn it into something negative. This yes, ain't sir. the time to turn things into a negative, but look at the positive in the world. Probably look at look at probably you know understand like all right hey i probably needed a break so life just gave me a break because i was overwhelmed with work or i was overwhelmed with life you know some people weren't spending a lot of time with their family so probably life probably life slowed it down for them and said listen man you just need to start spending time with your family you know look at the good stuff look up good stuff like you know mm -hmm. look up the good news that's going on out here thank you you know brother. look for that stop trying to die for the <laughs> negative and trying to scare people and this and that because this definitely ain't the time to, to be doing that. Yeah. It just, this ain't the time. We all Straight cooped up, up in our house. But look to the positive. And like Steve said, come out of this with something new. Like, this is the time to learn something new. If you don't want to do nothing that involves your job or you can release from your job, which, you know, it just could be happening, find something new to learn. Now it's mm -hmm. time to teach yourself something. Now it's time to really make use of this time. You know, people complain about being bored every day or this and that. But do something new. Read a book. You know, learn a language, <laughs> learn some type of music or something like that. But, but build build yourself up, build yourself up and do this so you can come out this thing stronger. Because when you come down the road or it happened again further down the road, you're going to look at it like, oh, I know exactly what I need to do. Or, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really worried. But, you know, just to end off it on, number one thing to take from it is don't dive into the negative because you confuse 
about what's going on. Don't try to figure it out. Some things ain't meant to be figured out. That's just what life is. Life life sometimes don't have us to figure it out. We just got to go with it and keep staying positive through it all. Facts. That's all I got. Facts, man. I, that was brilliant, bro. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. So um, that is our halftime speech. Yeah. Make sure y'all are ready for this next half, this Stay second woke. half. It's getting this next woke. segment is going to be special. Tune in. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Real talk. We're back. That real talk. I real hope talk, you guys talk, were talk, energized talk. from that halftime speech uh, because you're going to need it for this one. Yeah. Uh, we are getting very real with this topic. I, 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 we don't plan to offend anybody. We definitely don't. Um, Sadly, we are black. But, but are I have a feeling that this may touch a couple of nerves. And that's okay with us. That yes. is okay with us. It has to be spoken on. It does have to be. It does have to be talked about and highlighted. So, um, Mr. West, mm-hmm. uh, we've been juggling how we were going to approach this topic. You just got to approach it. And we are going to, you know, give it to y'all straight. Y'all got y'all jack shots. Y'all got y'all crown royal. What you got, West? Just a little bit of wine. Y'all, y'all got y'all wine? wine. I'll get my wine. rum shot real quick. Just some wine. Because I'm about to give it to y'all straight. We are going to be talking about the stereotypical black man in sports, in, in sports in obviously. Sports. But um, we have a couple of couple of subtopics for this um, that we, we definitely have to set the record on. Mm. And the first one being... Is the stereotype, whether it's true or not, whether it's true or not, of the black man with the white woman. Now, <laughs> now, this is not a, a podcast where we bash people no, or anything. We are not That's bad. not what we're about to do. However, in the same breath, I do feel like this is something that should be talked about because... I've been on social media lately. Unfortunately, I haven't had much to do. And unfortunately, I'm on TikTok more than a grown man Follow should me. be. <laughs> and I have I've been seeing this trend, um, especially with like athletes on TikTok. They'll put stuff like, um, you know, they'll say like a white woman is better than a black woman, or they're willing to put up with. You know, a white woman versus a black woman. Or, yeah, black woman. And granted, that could be their prerogative or whatever they, they believe. But I do feel like with social media, stuff blows up and people blow it up because they relate to it. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. And my brother, now you have a, a black woman and so do I. Um, I, I do want to get your take on this. Mm-hmm. It. it even if this is a even if this is a false narrative, why do we continually highlight this relationship, this inner inner, you know, this interrelationship between a black man with a white woman? Why why do why do in we highlight sports, right because the because they could world. they could show a bunch of athletes that do have black wives, yeah. but we constantly only see, you know successful black athletes with their white counterparts or their white wives and i i do want to know why do we think that is something that should be highlighted because i'm all for i'm all for diversity yeah i'm I'm all for diversity but 
if that's what we're coming away with where our youth is starting to think that the black woman is not valuable anymore, that's where I have an issue with it. True. So uh, I, I, I want to get your take on that. Ooh. I was trying how can I word this on? <laughs> so I don't offend no good people. I get, I see what you're trying to ask for. It it is weird while we when we look at it. When you like, oh yeah, you know, every time you see like, you know, big time star, yeah. it's always a Caucasian woman yeah, on his right. hand or you know, on, on his arm or this and that. And he's like, Man, what what's going on? Why'd you think of it like that? Uh, one one thing I probably say why is it pushed like that is because like I said, some of your biggest stars usually have white women. Right. That's usually what it is. Some of your biggest stars usually have white women on the side. Like that's what it is and you know that's just what the world is looked at sometimes. I don't really know why they do that. You know, everybody goes in the stereotypical of, you know, black women are too loud or this and that, blah, blah, blah. Those dumbass stereotypes, excuse my language, but that's just how I feel about it. But those are just horrible stereotypes to have on black women, but that's what's been portrayed. But yet, you know, when you see a white woman on a black man's arm, it's like, oh yeah, you know, this 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 kind of looks like how it kind of should be because you know then they got mixed kids and this and that so they kind of probably push it like that yeah you know yeah. and why why do and I'm sure you probably in asking I think you might even ask him probably why does it seem like more African American men gravitate towards that if anything uh, you gotta probably look at demographic. Yeah. You know, where they grew up at, which is stupid because, like, now I'm sure you have a black mom. Most of the time, it's dark skinned males. So they have an African American mom, full black mom. But, you know, like I said, based on demographics, where did they go to high school at, probably, you know, depending on where they went to college at, you know, you know, but many time it's where you went to high school. Right. You know, or right. where you grew up, kind of where you grew up at when you was in that high school 13 year old realm and what you've seen a lot. It's kind of what you. You just gravitate toward right, right. Same way with you know Caucasian women. You know I don't think it's Caucasian women, you know, fiending for African American athlete. But it's just, you know, that's what their preference is because they either been around it or this and that. You know, that's probably in my eyes. That's probably why it gets pushed like that and why you see it happen a lot because a lot of these guys where they grew up from. Okay. You know, and most of the time these athletes went to predominantly white schools, so it's like you know. You don't really see your kind of like well, you know they out there, but you don't see them at like a Penn State a lot. You don't right. see them at like a OSU a lot. I mean, I'm sure they out there, but you right. know when you're a football player or this and that, majority of the people on the team already probably attracted to that kind. So that's what's going to be funneled around, you know. And sadly, that's what's been pushed towards people, which it shouldn't be because I think we do need to do a better job of. And I've seen a thread like this where, you know. People were trying to not bash, but they was just exposing right. successful African American men with white women. It's like, ah, right. oh, with a black woman, that well, that starts right there too. Like, right. don't just look to bash these people. You know, be happy for them. But if you want to really be proud, there's a lot of successful black men with black women. Correct, especially athlete wise. Correct. You know, you just got to go out there and find them. like, shoot, the most successful basketball player in the league, LeBron, has a black woman, right. and they've been together since high school. Right. You know, Russell Wilson. Like, but people don't look at it like that. They always want to go straight for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and in a way, it sometimes give African-American men a bad rep because that's what we always sometimes looked at when we go to bigger schools or we was just a sports right. player at a, a bigger school, you know. So you could attest to it, you being at UC and the school I was at, you know, being at Thomas More, you know, it kind of ride with you because it's what's yeah. been pushed. And so 
I think in a way people got to learn how to not push that too much on social media. Like, you know, if, if that gets on your nerves or, you know, if it don't get on your nerves, but, you know, you just want to try to expose it, don't expose it. Just expose right. the good. Right. You know, but that's that's my ordeal on it. Yeah. That's my, I'll let you, you throw your two cents. I, I have a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will be asking you after I, I give my take, and I, I want to make sure that, the audience stays secure on that because, like he said, we went to two predominantly white institutions, yeah. um, and we've seen that more prevalent than anything uh, at our at our at our respected schools. So, I, I will I will say this, and like I said, I am all for diversity. Um, the one thing I, I actually enjoy um, about our country is the fact that. Granted, I, I understand that we have a ton of racism that we experience on a day-to-day, but at, in the same token, this is actually the, the very same country where you can meet a plethora of different races and y'all can, you know, mesh as if you guys were family. I, I, I absolutely love that about this country. And so to see inner, you know, relationships like interracial relationships, I I, I applaud those. Yeah. I, I absolutely applaud those because... I feel like that's deep. I feel like that's very deep, um, and it's very important to a culture um, to to continue to support interrelation relationships, interracial relationships. Um, but I will say this, and once again, I'm not here to bash anybody. You have mentioned that LeBron James, one of the most, actually the most prolific athlete out there, has a black wife, and she obviously gets the recognition she deserves on a couple of different occasions. Um, and so the same thing with Russell Wilson. Um, but in the same token, we also see a plethora of different black men that have white wives. And I don't have a problem with that. The problem I have is what I said before. is like when you start to have the youth, yeah. the next generation constantly see, because they only repeat what they see, mm-hmm. Right. And when they start to see this and they start to think like, oh, well, if I want to be a professional athlete, the way to success is having a white wife or a white, you know, girlfriend or whatever. And then they no longer see the value in bringing, you know, a black woman with them on their endeavors. That's the issue that I have. I don't have no issue with interracial relationships. I don't have a problem with that. My problem is, is that, and this, I put onus on the media. As a media guy, as a media guy, I put the onus on the media for continually showing, you know, athletes at these balls, at these, you know, these big time events, and they're showcasing the white wives. Y'all never, y'all never put the camera on their, their wives during a game or anything like that. But when they put are put in these big time situations, now all of a sudden you want to have this publicity of them with their, you know, with their wives and what. And I get it. You want to make it seem like they're a family man, but she doesn't get any recognition unless she's a, unless she's a star. Yeah. She doesn't get any recognition from this, right? Yeah. No, she. It's not like she's going to blow up. She's she already gets probably the local recognition for being attached to a pro uh, a professional athlete. I'm with you. But. I just don't like that that's constantly what we're highlighting. And I, like I said, bro, 
granted, you you don't know what these people grow up with. Mm-hmm. You don't know what their background yeah. is. I get it. You you have your preferences. Yeah. But my thing is, I just I don't like it when that's what our youth and our next generation constantly has to see. And I'm not. I know that may Show sound right, and Show that's what I'm saying. And, and I know that may sound a little weird, but coming from a black man, like I said, I I witness a relationship with my mom and my dad and their marriage, and they've been together for over 20 plus years now. And I understand the value that my mom brings to my dad being a black woman, and I understand how that's valuable in a relationship especially for a guy because I I, th- I I wholeheartedly you know idolize my dad I do mm. he, he was very successful from you know the stuff that I've seen him accomplish and my mom was there to hold him down and I take having a black woman at very seriously very seriously mm. because they don't get enough recognition as it is yeah. and so if you're constantly showing one side of the spectrum because like you said there's probably plenty plenty of black athletes out there that have black you know um you know black wives or whatever but we don't get to see that even Dirk Nowitzki has a black wife and how often does she get recognized not at all not at all I'm with you that's the issue that I have with it I'm like I don't care about the interracial relationship aspect of it I just get mad at the fact that that's all you guys continually show. That's that's the part I have an issue with. And you guys can say whatever you want about, like, well, Steven, who else are they going to show? I'm like, I don't care who else they show. Stop making it seem like media has a responsibility to show a whole story. And so if your whole story is just pro- prolific black athletes that only have white wives, that... that they have the ability to change that narrative. Yeah. They have that ability, and they choose not to. Okay, I mean, they choose not to. Yeah, I'll so that's the issue that I have with it. I mean, like I said, I don't really care too much for the fact that they have white wives. I'm just more mad about the highlight of it. Uh, but this actually, I, I wanted to ask you a, a separate question mm-hmm. because you you went to a more predominantly white institution than I did. Yeah, and so. I do want to get your take on how you witness this dynamic. I'm going I'm to say, I'm going to call it a dynamic between the black athlete and the white woman. And how does that play a factor into how these athletes choose their spouses, essentially? What do you, what do you mean exactly? So, so, okay. So at least for what I'm saying is from UC, from UC perspective, Yes, we were a predominantly white institution, but they had like black, um, like we had the the um, uh, ACCRC or whatever, and that was a black center for black college students I'm to come and to yeah. congregate or whatever. So there was places, there were places where students could come and find like people. Like there were plenty of places like that at UC where they could find like people. Um, but at Thomas More, I understand that it was a little bit more difficult yeah. because nah, that's saying. just that that wasn't the di- the nah, demographic that you guys had. So with them being exposed to a different demographic, how much do you think that plays a factor into how they choose their spouses, essentially? 
I mean, like like I said, like I said in the last, on the last topic, demographic play a huge part in that type of school. Yeah, plays into that demographic. I mean, like you said, you have UC where you have. I mean, we we got a black student union going into my senior year, and we had like diversity and inclusion, but diversity and inclusion was like everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just blacks only. You know, even with black student union, we had a black student union my senior, but we didn't have that many black people. Like whether it's you, right? You see, you see, y'all have almost like. 500,000 students probably 10, 20,000 like black we have 2,000 kids probably I'm gonna say about 20 to 20 25 are black yeah so when you go somewhere like there and you know you seeing around a lot of black people and maybe they you know not you know your type or something like that mm-hmm. but you know who's the most dominant you know race there white women so it's, it's gonna play a part in you I've been like, man, you know what? Maybe I need to go ahead and see what she's, because right now I'm not seeing a lot of my kind here unless I go to UC, but yeah, I'm not at exactly. UC all the time. I'm not at NKU. I'm not at Xavier all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm only here. This is where I'm at. Yeah. So, you know, I got, I got, let's just see what it's about. And like you said, and like I said, demographics going to play a huge part. Plays a huge part in why they might go for that. And you, yeah. can't, and you can't blame them. You cannot blame them. It's no different to where some people be like, ah, oh, well, I can't, date a white woman well it's cause he never probably been around people like that he just never he either grew up in the hood yeah. you know just grew up around black people period not even in the hood just grew up around black people so like yeah. went to a black college whatever boom boom that's just what it is you know some people that's probably grown up around a lot of diversity and then they get to a college that's you know not as diverse but more predominantly white kind of how you gonna see it and it play a huge part in how you you know wanna play a spouse you know and some people don't look at it as, uh, well, I have a, I have an African-American mom. You know, some people look at it as, well, this is what I've been around. This is what I've kind of liked. This is what I'm going to go for. And that's just what, that's what demographics do to people sometimes. So, that's, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. That's, it is and not, that's okay. It is not. That's perfectly fine. We get it. I, 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 was, get it. I guess the real question that I ask is that, uh, are they normalizing that kind of relationship in those environments because it wasn't necessarily normalized i know it was happening a lot at uc but it would like like i said people had other options and when people are in situations like that does it tend to build like a normal i don't even know if this is a word but a normalization of this of a stereotypical Uh, relationship this is what it happens yeah and like i said like like i said demographic you go over to kentucky What's the demographic you're going to see a lot more if I was rather in Alabama yeah. or Georgia? You're going to see more interracial over there. So okay. You see that yeah. over there, you, you know what? You know what? Maybe this is probably what it is. This is how it is. You know, this is this is just what it is. You Facts. know, Sometimes it's just some people just follow a trend. That's just what the trend is. You know, like you said, maybe, maybe it is getting normalized over there. Mm. You know, maybe, maybe it could be. Like I said, media does a good job of pushing that mm-hmm. to where you want to be like, you know, look at this, look at this guy, look at this guy go to South Carolina, look at all these people with all these Caucasian women around right. them and this and that. You know, look at that black dude, look how you know, look how easy it is to just get all these these white women around them. Oh, well, let me just go ahead and do it then. If he's doing that in South Carolina, I might as well do it. That's what all the big time people are doing. That's true. That's what me, like I said, that's on media. Media pushing that, that wrong thing to be like, oh, they pushing the wrong feel on these type of people to make it seem like this is what you got to do. Yeah, you know, that's what you gotta do. Instead of be like, no, well, look at this person. He sticking to the, you know, sticking to the, not the code, but sticking to the trend. Yeah. to a black woman. 
you know, it's all on media, and, you know, and kind of where you've been at, and <laughs> kind of what you grew up around. Yeah, as well. it's definitely on what you grew up around. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. What you grew up around. And I, I you, like you can't you can't change how people grow up. No, um, not at all. But you definitely can affect what a person sees, mm-hmm. um, especially as they grow older. And I guess this kind of goes into the next question I have, mm-hmm. is about how we view African American males essentially. Now this goes for all African American athletes out there, but. For especially for African American males, why is it that we constantly we constantly create this portrait of a black man, especially in America, unless you unless you know where to look and like unless you have like black male mentors and things of that nature, why is it that we continually create this portrait of a black man? To be successful solely through sports. And we know, now we know, there are plenty of successful black men out there that have created a path for themselves through their own endeavors. But we always seem to highlight LeBron James, and I'm not saying this is he's at fault for this, but I'm saying they always like to highlight his story of him coming from nothing. Right, he he came from nothing. He was a young Ohio Ohio kid that was talented at sports, and he found his way, being a phenomenal athlete, to get into the pros. And now, once he made millions in the pros, then he was able to become this entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. We obviously continue to see this same narrative for even smart athletes. Like Russell Wilson could have been anything. Yeah, but he he was he chose the pathway of that gifted. Yeah, he was chosen the pathway of an athlete, which is fine. But we constantly show this portrait of a successful black man being successful through sports. Why? It's the system. It's the system of what's been pushed this whole life. You know, this the it's the sad part of, you know, when you see something in a sport, you know, football, basketball, wherever it is, when you see it dominated by your color and you hear about these people that came from nothing, we don't really look at, you know, our gifts. We just kind of think, damn it, he came from nothing. I think that's the only thing I can do because I think yeah. that's the only thing I'm good at. Yeah. You know, and that probably go into, you know, household as well. You know, maybe maybe they don't have a successful, I mean, man, not a successful father, but maybe like they don't have a, just a, a male you know, just some type of male presence in the house, you know, and maybe, you know, they go on somewhere their house where they just don't have a lot of money, you know, maybe this and that. So they think, damn, the only thing I'm really good at right now is football. Mm. Dude, football leads to millions. But the sad thing is they don't really show it to people that, you know, it's just not, it should always be somebody in the ear like, man, listen, you probably good at this too. It's nobody really telling them that. It's always somebody saying, oh, you just good at football. We ain't gonna be good at football. Like, go ahead and make it to the league, this and that. And, like I said, that could be pushed through what the world has also shown as well. Mm-hmm. Every 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 black man, almost every black man plays football. Like the, the league is covered Thanks. in this predominantly black. It's almost all black. <laughs> it's almost all black, and so that's a fact. That's just, a fact. That's not even hypo- That's yeah, not hypothetical. It's that's black. a fact. It's yeah, a fact. The NBA is predominantly black. And fact. It's, it's just. What's the system like? All right, if you want to make a lot of money, this is the only two ways to do it. I gotta either rap, or I either gotta become an athlete. 
And that's sadly what's pushed through media and, you know, like it's mainly through media. Uh, it's all we really going to be good at. History. 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 It's the history. history and as, you know, as we grow up and as a lot of us become parents and stuff like that, we need to start doing a better job of letting us know, like, you know, this ain't the only thing we just good at. Right. Like, just because your son really, really become good at football, you see it like, dang, man, he goes to the NFL. Like, right off the bat when he 10, 11, 12, don't do that to him. Because now you just you just enclosing them. You you trapped them in this this bubble of this and that, mm-hmm. and it could lead to that yep. to where you see people get burnt out. Very you good see point. people get burnt out where they get to that point, and then they had that one failure, or they don't get recruited by somebody that they thought was gonna be recruited. Hey, man, but you told me I was that good. Yeah, and then it just they start to spiral down. You can't do that to these kids. You gotta. You gotta, you gotta start telling these black kids that man, listen, you you good at football, but you also can do this and that. Like, yeah. man, don't leave all leave every option open. Like, don't just close yourself off because you don't want to you don't want to have no just a plan A and then that's it. Yeah, and I yeah, mean, that's that's why yeah. it happens because nobody tells them that man, you can be good at this too or push them to be good at something else. They just they see they're good in that sport. Oh yeah, here you gonna make it. And you just kind of need to realize that like, man, there's a lot of black people in that sport. Why, if anything. Push to a sport where ain't a lot of black people in it. Yeah, I mean, if your son might gravitate to tennis, or your daughter gravitate to tennis. Man, get in tennis, right? You know, or you know, right. it's not a lot of black lawyers. Be a lawyer. Yeah, like man, hey, you know, ain't a lot of that. You know, there ain't a lot of you know physicians, ain't a lot of doctors, ain't a lot of you know whatever it is. Yeah, tell them that, man. You know, ain't a lot of this. You would make some noise if you do this and that. Yeah, you know, this all you can make millions being a doctor, you make millions being a lawyer. But people don't do tell more. those things. People don't tell those things. They just keep it to. If you're good in that sport, you're good in that. That's how you gonna make it. Yes. Mm. I, I'm always like perplexed by this because I, and I've, I'm I'm guilty of thinking this way, uh, especially when I was in high school. Um, but I'm always perplexed by this because if you look at the numbers, and I'm 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 saying this from a marketing communications perspective right now mm-hmm. if you look at the the success ratio of athletes Same. as they continually grow higher in their Same. perspective you know you know fields it's it slim. gets slimmer and slimmer yeah, real slow and the fact that we continually push this narrative or this model that Oh my gosh, he is so talented in high school that that's automatically going to transfer into college or even the pros. That's not true. Mm-mm. And granted, it can get you a scholarship, yeah. and I'm all I'm all for getting a scholarship any way you possibly can. Um, but the fact that we're thinking that these kids are so talented in high school that they're automatically going to be given this same opportunity in college in, in hopes of that they can go pro is mind-boggling because the numbers show that it gets harder and harder. This, it, they're choosing people that are just like you to be on these teams. So if you don't have something about you that is exceptional about you that puts you above the rest... Yeah. You're going to be just like everybody else. And that's going to be the same the higher you get. So I don't understand why we why we do push this narrative. And and I, I'm saying this for the black community. We definitely get caught up, especially when it comes to sports, 
and our kid being the next big thing. And I understand it. You want your kid to be great. I do understand mm-hmm. that. But we definitely get caught up in this narrative that, oh my gosh, my kid is so much more talented on this peewee league team that he needs to be the yeah, starter on his high school, school football school. team. And then after he gets, you know, the starter on his high school football team, whether it's D3 or D1, oh, that's it. He's going He's going D1. He's going D1. He's going to get a D1 scholarship to college, and he's going to straight to the pros. And then what happens if he gets hurt? Because that's happened. That's happened on plenty of occasions. What happens once he gets hurt? Now you've, you've like you just said, you've, Funneled his his whole focus and his mentality that he needs to be successful through sports that he didn't pay attention enough in high school. Don't know what else he could be right or or anything like he didn't he didn't try to be on any extracurricular um, groups in school that that could potentially expand his his interests or whatever. And so now he's just funneled in this one way track to greatness, and that's foul. And that's messed up. I'm with you. That's super messed up, man. That's super messed up because of the fact. The fact of the matter is, they have they have a plethora of things that you can choose from, especially in high school. Especially in high school, and I, I get that, I get that certain high schools don't have certain things that people can be exposed to, but they definitely have plenty of things that kids can get themselves involved with that is not sports related, mm-hmm. and. You know, I I do feel like that is a narrative that we have to disrupt immediately, because we've all, everybody in this household right now has played sports, and I've quite frankly, I believe we all were very good at our sports. Now, granted, did we take it as far as we may have hoped? No, mm-hmm. but we also had a plan B, and yeah. we're still very much successful. I I would like to think so. I'm with you. I concur. And I and I I give that credit to our parents. I definitely give that credit to our parents. Neither one of our parents said, "Oh my goodness, you're good at your sport. Oh, that's your that's your one way ticket, Steve. You need to focus in on that, or you need to focus in on football, Wes. Or you need to focus in on basketball, Lewis." Like, no, they never said that. They said, "We're proud of you. Congratulations. Continue to do what you're doing. But what else are you doing in your?" Curriculum. What are you doing in your education? What are your grades looking like? You know what I mean. They've always said that, and that's something that we we have to keep instilling in our kids, bro. Because that that much I do see is is starting to get lost. I see that getting lost, and I work I work in the education system, and I'm seeing it firsthand. Oh, I see. I'm seeing it firsthand. See it every day, no matter what kid I train. It's always one parent. Well, you know, my son he does this really good. You know, he's. He's, you know, my youth all-star MVP in my baseball league, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, you know, how is he as a person? Like, you right. you telling me all this and that. Like, how is he as a person, you know, in this, or, you know, are you even asking him how is he feeling? You know, does he even like his sport? Mm-hmm. And when I get a hold of him, I just yeah. start, I don't even ask him about how they, you know, what's their favorite, you know, what's their favorite position, this and that. I just ask him, like, man, you know. You know, do you really like like your sport? You know, like are you just you know you're just doing this doing? That's the first thing I just get right to it. I ask them right off the bat, like, hey, you really like this? You know, you really enjoy it? And I most of the time, I have some kids. Uh, my dad or my parent usually just pushes me to do it, and I'm just like, well, hey, let's just try to you know focus on how to have the fun out of it. Show them that this can keep me in fun mm-hmm. for them, so they can get something out of it. But parents shouldn't just push that towards them, you know. And you know, I I can't have those conversations with those parents because not my kid, but. Parents need to start to realize, like you know, I don't want to push too much on. I want them to figure it out on their own. Yeah, 
instead of just throwing like, oh well, I didn't get to be good in football, yeah. but you are. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I, I, you know, I was good at basketball. I want you to be like me, but better. Like maybe they just ain't meant to be. Maybe yeah, they, maybe they ain't what they want to be. Maybe they must be a great golf player or something like that. Maybe they're supposed to be just a great doctor. Maybe they're supposed to be the most renowned lawyer in the world. <laughs> you know. So. And you sidetracked them. Yeah, because you wanted to be like you. So we just need to push these African-American kids to be more, open them up, make them broad. Thank them you. Broad. Broaden, these Thank kids, you. broaden these kids' mindset up. Like every other topic we talk about, we can go hours on this stuff. Easily. Um, but... I, I do hope that this conversation um, touches anybody that's listening. Um, yeah, feel free you know, to comment on it. Please man. feel free to comment. If we're wrong, please let us know yeah, that please, we're wrong. Because I, like I said, we, we want to hear that type of feedback, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're right, let us know if you've experienced yeah. this same type of sentiment uh, from, from people that you may be talking to. Or if you agree, why do you agree? Mm-hmm. Um, we want to hear all that stuff. So... Uh, thank you guys for listening Appreciate in again. Uh, this is episode 14? 14. One five coming up soon. Man, we are we are blazing through this, man. Uh, man. Shout out to everybody that continues to listen in. Uh, you guys know where to find us on social media. Uh, please tap continue to us. tap in. Uh, share with your friends. Share with your coworkers. Share with your parents. Share with whomever you feel mm-hmm. the, our episodes may connect. Uh, we, we, we we definitely want to make sure that we bring this out to the people. So and engage, 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 engage. engage. So um, as for me, I'm your boy Mo's. Yeah, boy Wes. And this is another episode of Don't In get up out of here. The locker room. Have a good one, y'all.